Welcome, welcome to the kitchen table. This is Arctic Eric, and you're listening to the podcast Fika with Arctic Eric. Fika, that freedom that you and I have, we who believe that freedom we have in Christ Jesus always. The freedom to have an ever-deepening relationship with him, a freedom to follow him, and a freedom to share him with others, and all through the power of the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit. I've been thinking lately uh, about folks who have to make a decision between, is it truly what I cannot, or is it more of what I will not? That's right. Is it can't or won't? I was reading the other day something uh, that Oswald Chambers had written. It's titled, Will to be Faithful. He quotes Joshua 24:15. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. A person's will, I'm quoting him now, a person's will is embodied in the actions of the whole person. I cannot give up my will. I must exercise it, putting it into action. I must will to obey, and I must will to receive God's Spirit. When God gives me a vision of truth, there is never a question of what He will do, but only of what I will do. The Lord has been placing in front of each of us some big proposals or plans. The best thing to do is remember what you did before when you were touched by God. Recall the moment when you were saved or first recognized Jesus or realized some truth. It was easy then to yield your allegiance to God. Immediately recall those moments each time the Spirit of God brings some new proposal before you. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Your choice must be a deliberate determination. It is not something into which you will automatically drift. And everything else in your life will be held in temporary suspension until you make a decision. The proposal is between you and God. Do not confer with flesh and blood about it. With every new proposal, the people around us seem to become more and more isolated, and that is where the tension develops. God allows the opinion of his other saints to matter to you, and yet you become less and less certain that others really understand the step you're taking. You have no business trying to find out where God is leading. The only thing God will explain to you is himself. Openly declare to him, I will be faithful. But remember, as soon as you choose to be faithful to Jesus Christ, you are witnesses against yourselves. Do not consult with other Christians, but simply and freely declare before him, I will serve you. Will to be faithful and give other people credit for being faithful too. That was Oswald Chambers, entitled Will to Be Faithful. And when I think about this willingness 
and our will to be, I discover that we are without excuse. What do I mean? Well, since God is the one who wants to do it, since there's never a question, as Oswald writes, of what God will do, but only what you and I will do, then I think about how is it that we do that which God reveals he wants to do? Well, it's through his amazing, enabling, transforming grace. So I want to take a moment here to kind of put us in a position to stop saying, I can't, and rather say, I won't, because the doing is by God's amazing grace. So it isn't that I can't do it. With God, all things are possible. With God in you, his love in you, it's possible to love. With God on your side, no enemy can stand against you. So it's not about your ability or my ability, but it's about whether or not I'm willing to allow him to do his good will. So I think about God's enabling grace. Now listen, the Bible tells us that through him, Jesus, we've received grace for obedience to the faith. We have received grace, that's God's ability, God's power, and God's strength to be obedient to the faith. So it's not a question of whether or not I can be obedient or you can be obedient. That's not the question. The question is, will I allow God's truly amazing grace to create the obedience that is necessary to be obedient to the faith. He desires to do it. He gets the glory when it's his grace, the grace that comes through his Son who is filled with grace upon grace, Jesus Christ. Let's go on here. God goes on to say here in Scripture that we stand because of God's amazing grace, not because of our effort and our ability to resist, but because of his grace, we stand, we are secure because we have capitulated and we're willing to allow him to be sovereign in our lives and we're willing to allow his grace, which is given to us, to help us to stand in all situations. Listen, you know, there are a lot of us that deal with pride. But it says here that through grace, it is possible to not think of myself more highly than I should. And the same is true for you. There's grace that's given not only to Paul and to me, but to everyone, so that we'll not think of ourselves more highly than we should. But we can think soundly, clearly, and soberly all by grace. So it isn't a case for me to say, well, that's just my cross to bear. I tend to be proud. No, it's to say, thank you, God, that there is grace that I will not think more highly of myself than I should, but in fact, I can think well of others and that my words will minister grace to others. You say, but you know, I lack gifts. There are just things I'm not able to do. No, you lack no good thing because according to the grace that's been given to you, you have gifts. And the question is, are you willing to allow God to empower you? Are you willing to make a decision to be used by God? So let us use them, he writes. 
Let us be an instrument in God's hand, a channel of his amazing, empowering, transforming grace in us and through us to others. Listen to what Paul writes here. It says, You Christians, you are abounding in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in diligence, and in your love for us. See that you abound in this grace also, the grace to be generous. That's right. The grace to be generous in giving, not only of our financial giving, but of our very lives. We go on to read that the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant, and the fruit was the faith and love which are in Jesus Christ. You know, we need his help to keep our faith, our focus, our eyes upon the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit in us, the Spirit of grace in us, wants to do. And think how often Paul ends his letters with grace be with you, grace to you, God's a power and ability and strength to you. Oh, that we might, by his amazing grace and a decision of our will, stop proclaiming what I can't and simply say the reality is, God, I won't. I am willing to be changed. I am willing to will your good will, Father God. Help me today to be those that say, yes, Lord, let your good will be done. Thank you that your grace has been poured out upon me to receive and to give freely that which I receive from you. Well, thanks again for taking time out of your busy day to be here with me at the kitchen table. This is Arctic Eric saying, may God's best be yours today, and that being his good will accomplished for you, in you, and through you. God bless. Good day.